I want you to listen today and pay close attention. It'd be good if you had pencil and paper. You can jot down the highlights of what I'm going to say. But what the Lord has given me to say could be life to you. And what those other things we listen to on television can be death to you. And uh, we dare not even try to take up the amount of time that you, most people have spent all week on television, watching television. You know, I would lose all my audience. So I'm going to try to captivate what the Lord has to say in just a few minutes so I won't lose your attention. Let's go to the word of the Lord, and we first of all would like to go to Matthew's. Turn my Bible right side up. Go to Matthews. We're looking at Matthews chapter 27. I'm sorry, Matthews chapter 6 and 27. Matthew 6 and 27. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Which of you? by thinking, thoughts, can add one cubic unto this statue? That's a question. Which of you, and this is talking to all of us, right? Look at someone who says talking to us. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubic, cubic unto his statue? <clears throat> And why take ye thought for raiments? Consider the lily of the fields and how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon, Solomon had everything, right? Solomon had all the richness, all the gold, all the everything. But Jesus is saying, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whether shall we be clothed. For all of these things do the Gentiles seek, the unregenerated people seek. For their heavenly Father, for your heavenly Father, knows that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Can I say that again? Are you listening? Therefore take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow, for, for tomorrow, tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. 
Don't say you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Just deal with it when it comes. Just, just live with it right now. That's what Jesus is saying. Right now. Amen? Let's look at the word of the Lord again in 1 John. 1 John. Chapter 4, verse 18. 1 John 4 and 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. Everybody said torment. That's a bad, that's a terrible thing, right? It's terrible to be tormented. But there is no fear in love. If you really have God's love, there's no fear. How can I worry about something when I know you have my back? Right. There is no fear in love. God is what? But perfect love casts out all, casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Found scripture which will be one that I want to emphasize on here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. You have it, say amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. I'm sorry. That he put off concerning the formal conversation of the old man. Everybody say, everyone say old man. Old man. Let me read that again. It's something we need to put off, right? Amen. That you put, that he put off concerning the former past conversation. Yes, sir. The old man. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And renew in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put off the old man and then be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That ye put on the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore put in away lying, speak, speak evil. Every man truth with his neighbor, but we are members one to another. So here we see that there, there are two men. There's an old man and there's a new man. Alright? There's an old man and there's a new man. And what we want to try to do today is distinguish between the two if you will listen closely. What we're trying to do today is to help you to understand that there, most people do not know the new man. They only know the old man. The old man, the reason he's an old man, I hope you all listen to me today. 
He's an old man because he generated from eons of time. The seed that made you was developed from thousands of years back. The old man. The old man is your personality that was inherent by your DNA, by your environment, by the people that raised you. All of these things contribute to the old man. And Jesus is talking about we need to pull off the old man. You can't sanctify him. You can't clean him up. You can't save him. He said you have to... What? What do, what do you have to do to him? Pull him off, right? Pull off the old man and put on the new man. Now... Jesus told Nicodemus that you have to be born again. He talked about a new birth. The old, the new man can only come and be introduced to this world through new birth. I hope you all are listening to me. He can only be introduced to this world through new birth. Through being born into this world. Out of love for God. Your love for God. So the old man needs to be pulled off and the new man needs to be put on. So, the subject of the talk, the thought today, the old man thinking. The old man thinking. Can you all say that with me? The old man thinking. That's what we want to talk about. The old man thinking. Y'all listen? Now listen to this. Most of the time you don't think. Most of the time you what really happen, thinking happens to you. I want you to get this. Most times you don't think. Thinking happens to you. When you say I think, it implies that you have a say in the matter. That there is a choice involved on your, on your part. For you to say I think is just as false as a statement as saying I digest. Can you digest your food? In with your mind? Huh? Can you can 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 you just take your mind and start digesting your food? You you can't do it, can you? It, it's just as false as a statement as you are to say, I circulate my blood. Do you have any mental control over circulating your blood? No. Well, the same way is about thinking. Have you ever been able to stop thoughts from running through your head? And sometimes those thoughts, you would like to get them out of your head. 
because those thoughts become tormented. All right? Fear, doubt, tormenting thoughts. What's going to happen? Am I going to die? Am, am I, will I lose my job? What's going to happen to my, my money, my, my future? If we could just kind of pluck them out and don't think, we can see. Some people can't see because they have these thoughts. They're constantly running through the head. So, the voice in the head literally has a life of its own. And most people are at the mercy of that voice. What is that old man thinking? Right? The old man thinking. Most people, they're at the mercy of that voice. They are possessed by thought. And since the mind is conditioned by the past, you are then forced to reenact the past over and over again. Haven't you ever heard that you thought somebody said something bad about you and you keep running it in your mind? <laughs> you can't get it out of your mind. I, I'm going to get it straight Sunday morning when I see him. Wait till I get to work. Can't sleep. They shouldn't have looked at me like that. You play it over and over again, what happened in the past. And when you are, are identified with that voice, you don't know this, really. Most people don't know this. If you keep it, you would no longer be possessed. Because if you really began to know that you have that voice, you will not long, no longer be possessed because you are only totally possessed when you mistake the 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 the, 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 the energy thing that's possessing you, the energy that's possessing you, when you possess it, mistake it for who you are. That is to say, when you become it. When you become it. And the Bible plainly said that God of this world have blind the minds of those that don't believe. The mind is blinded. And people are constantly, they think they are their thoughts. And the old man keep on thinking. In addition to the movement of thought, although not entirely separate from it, there is another dimension to the old man. Everyone say emotion. Y'all need to be listening. Emotion. Amen? This is not to say that all thinking and all emotions are of the old man. They become the old man only when you identify with him 
and he takes you over completely. That is to say, when he becomes you. That's what Jesus says. Bible says that we need to take off this old man. He's running us crazy. He's destroying our lives. Now listen, the physical, the physical, this physical organism, which is called the body, has its own intelligence. And that's why I was telling you that you can't control your, your vital organs, not with your thought, can you? It has, has its own intelligence. And that intelligence reacts to what your mind is saying. It reacts to your thoughts. So, emotions is the body's reaction to your mind. Now you all need to hear that. Are you listening? What is emotions? Emotions is the body, body's reaction to the mind. So a man thinking, come on, help me. So a man thinking, so emotions is the body's reaction to the mind. And there is a universal intelligence, which is the organ, organizing principle behind the, behind the working of all organs of the body. God. We, that's why we need to thank him. Because do you know that your vital organs move faster than light? You, 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 to move your toe, a signal come from your head to your toe faster than light. And anything that moves faster than light can't even be recognized. That's why the Bible says God is light. And in him there's no darkness. Man can't perceive what thing would be like if it can operate past life? Well, we bust the sound barrier. But when you go past the sound of light, amen. And so God is working in us, and we need to thank Him. The conversion of Listen, this is how the body is working. This is how God works in our organism. The conversion of oxygen, oxygen and food into energy. Every time you eat food and breathe oxygen, oxygen, it creates energy for your body. You, 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 you can't do that with a thought. You, you can't create energy in your body with your thought. Do you not know somehow the body you can go eat junk food and the body can turn it into liver, heart, parts. God is a mystery. Am I right? Turn it into energy. The heart beat and circulation of the blood. All of these things operate automatically by the instinct. The immune system that protects the body from invaders. All these things are operating. The mind doesn't do it. 
you don't run your body. The intelligence does. This is God, the same intelligence that brought the planet into physical form. God reign on the just as well as the unjust. No matter how smart man is, he can't operate his eternal organs. You say, well, we have the doctor, Pastor. The doctor can go in and cut some stuff, but he can't heal it. He can move some stuff, but he has to wait and see if God's going to heal it. God don't heal it. Oh, help me, God. This intelligence gives rise to instinctive reactions of the organism. Now, I want you to understand that that uh, they give instinctive reaction to the organism to any threat or, or challenge. There's a difference between instinctive reaction and emotions. And I want to explain that. When the survival of the organism, when, when, when the organism, when the survival of the organism is threatened, the heart beats faster. Have you ever happened when some all at once fear happened or your child is in the middle of the road, your heart started beating? Look like you get strength from nowhere. Am I right? I've seen an incident where a man saw his friend. And the plane had wrecked. I don't know if you all remember that. It was on the news. And somehow that man lifted that plane up. And he was so, everything, he lifted that plane up off his friend. And then he, he didn't know how he did it. Have you ever had something happen and look like you get strength from nowhere and you can't get it next time? When the organism is threatened, the heart beats faster, the, the muscles contract, uh, uh, breathing becomes rapid in, 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 in participation for flight or fight. All right? You want even run <laughs> when the organism is in danger, right? Fear. When being, when, when fear is being cornered, a certain flare of intense energy gives strength to the body that did not have it before. That's instinctive reaction. It's not really emotions. It's instinctive reaction. These instinctive reactions appear like emotions, but they're not. Emotion, in the true sense of the word, if they're not emotions, really, in the true sense of the word. The difference between an instinctive response and an emotion is this. Are you all listening? An instinctive response is the body's direct response to some external situation. An emotion on the other hand, is the body's respond to a thought. The body's respond to thinking, to a thought. Now, indirectly, 
An emotion can always be response to an actual situation. Indirectly. Hear me now. Not directly, but indirectly. An emotion can also be a response to an actual situation or event. But it will be a response to the event seen through the filters of the mental interpretation, the filter of thought. That is to say, thought through the mental concept of good, and everybody have what they call good and bad, right? Everybody have what they call likes and dislikes, right? Everybody have what they call me and mine. Am I right? Now, for example, let me use an example. Let me say that we're sitting here and somebody just casually come along in here and said, you know, a house is burning up down the street. Somebody's house is burning. You wouldn't have too much mental response to it. But if they come in here and say, Sister Foss, your house is burning down. <laughs> Amen. But when it is your house, you will probably feel upset. It is amazing how much emotion a little mental concept like me can generate so much fear and doubt. Now, Jesus is always talking about non-attachment. We get so attached to this world. We get so attached to the things of this world. Until it can just blow us up when we lose what we say is mine. People have gotten in the argument over one, two cents. That's my nickel. No, it's my nickel. And they're ready to take a life over a nickel. Because the idea is mine. Little kids get ready to fight. It's my car. Am I right? The emotion of that this is mine. So Jesus talked about none, none attachment. Be not attached to the world. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. None resistance. There's sometimes things happen that you can't do nothing about it, so leave it alone. There's situations that happen. They can't be changed, so just agree with it. The car gets hit, bam! A big dent in the car. You can have a fit, you can fall out. Am I right? But you can just say it's a car. You don't have to resist it. You don't have to have a mental tantrum. You can have it if you want to, but the car still haven't did it. All right? You can lose sleep, but the car still haven't did it. So non-resistance is just said, well, it's a dent, and I have to deal with it. But there's no sense in me resisting it, because I can't change it. Am I talking here? Non-judgment. So, although the body 
is very intelligent. It cannot tell the difference. You need to hear this. It cannot tell the difference between an actual situation and a thought. The body can't tell the difference. It reacts to every thought as if it was, was a reality. It does not know it is just a thought. To the body, a worrisome, fearful thought means I am in danger. And it responds accordingly. Even though you may be laying in a warm and comfortable bed at night, the heart beats faster, muscles contract, beating becomes rapid, and there is a buildup of energy. Anytime that happens, there's a buildup of energy in your body. But since the danger is only a mental fraction, the energy has no outlet. This is what happened. All this energy through worry and doubt and fear build up in you and have no outlet. Now if it's a reaction to some external thing, you go grab the car and lift it up and burn the energy up, right? But this is not real. It's just a thought that's in your head. And there's no outlet for the energy. So part of it feeds back to the mind and generates even more poison thoughts. The rest of the energy uh, turns poison, a topic, and interferes with the harmonious function of the body. It messes up the whole function. Because they have no outlet. The fear, the doubt, the worry have no outlet. You're laying in the bed. And the mind, the body don't know the difference. And your mind is saying negative things. And the energy is building up and it has no outlet. And the thoughts keep coming over and over again. And the energy have nowhere to go. And it goes and it destroys the physical structure in many ways. Am I preaching here? Does this sound like it make any kind of sense at all? So, so what is negative emotions? What is it? An emotion that is poison to the body and interferes with the balance and harmonious function, fear, anxiety, anger, bearing a grudge against someone, sadness, hatred, intense dislike, jealousy, envy, all that disrupt the energy flow of the body that flows through the body. It disrupts it, it, it disrupted. All of the positive it, it, it affects your heartbeat. It affects your you're around talking about I hate you and I can't stand you. Well, that person is in your bloodstream. You're talking about I don't want to talk to him, but he's in your bloodstream. <laughs> he's affecting your vital organs. Uh, 
That's why Jesus said, love your enemies. And do good to those that spite for the mischief. He wanted you to live and not die. Yeah. Come on, I hate the white folks. And they're eating you up inside. Every time you see one, you get hurt. Heart start beating. Hate is a terrible thing. Amen. And so, grudge, sadness, hatred, intense dislike, jealousy, envy, all of these things disrupt the functioning of the body. An emotion that does harm to the body also infects, hear me? The emotion that does harm to the body also infects people you come in contact with. Oh, y'all want to talk That's it. Good teaching. Yes, sir. Somebody walk in the room and you... Some folks are so emotional, they live in the past and in the future, they're all their mind run all the time. And you're trying to talk to them and they look in his face. They don't hear anything you say because the voice in their head is tormenting them. Fear, worry, doubt. Amen. So an emotion that does harm to the body also affects the people you come in contact with. And indirectly, through a process of chain reaction, countless others you never meet has been affected. When you mess up your child, when there's negative things in your home, your child don't raise his child, and your grandchild, and your great-grandchild, and you're going to be dead, and that stuff still going to be going on. You need to say, God, renew my mind. Hallelujah. This is poison. This is death. It's not life. The old man needs to get in his place. The mind needs to know it should be the servant and not your master. People you never meet is affected by the negative, the fear, the doubt, the hatred that's in your heart, in your thoughts. And so there's a genetic term for all negative emotions. And you know what it is? Can I tell you? It's unhappiness. It's unhappiness. Unhappiness. So the question would be to do positive emotions then have an opposite effect on the physical body? Do they do they strengthen the immune system? Invigorate and heal the body? Can I answer that? They do. They do. But we need to know the difference between positive emotions that are that now there's positive, now hear me now, you need to get this. There's positive emotions that 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 come that are, that's generated from the old man. And deeper emotions that comes 
from his spiritual relationship with God. So there's a positive type sort of emotion that come from the old man. But there's a deeper emotions that only through a relationship with God can give you. So Philippians 4 and 4 says, Finally, brothers, whatsoever is good and whatsoever is pleasant and whatsoever is a good report, think on what? These things and the peace of God that what? Passing all understanding will do what? Keep your heart and your mind and perfect peace. Think right. Whatever is good. Whatever is pleasant. Whatever is of a good report. Think on these things. You want peace? Then the peace of God. Not the world's peace. But God's peace. That passes all mental concept. Passing all understanding will keep what? Your heart and your mind. Where? I know that's what I want. Perfect peace. Oh, you all get sleepy on me. I'm going to move close. The old man thinking. The old man thinking. Disrupt our whole life. Disrupt our relationship with other people. Make us miserable. Make other folks around us miserable. Now, positive emotions generated by the old man. Now listen, I told you the old man can generate positive emotions. Now positive emotions generated by the old man already contend within themselves their opposites in which they can quickly turn. Now all these things, the positive things that's generated by the old man can turn very quickly. Here are some examples. When the old man called love, when the old man called love is possession and addic addictive clinging that can turn into hate within a second. Now, anticipating, we have our dreams, right? We have our anticipation. Somebody says, I'm going to go here and do better. I'm, gonna, I'm going there and do better. I've got to do better over here. But I want to tell you something. The better is already inside of me. I don't need to go to New York to do better. If I go to New York, I'm taking better with me. I'm better right here, better right now. <laughs> Amen. I don't need to go to New York. To do better financially, That's it. I've got a greater in me than I. I heard somebody said in the writing said Wisconsin was the worst place for black folks to live in America. I told them I didn't know that. I thought it was the best place because I get myself up every day and do what I have to do. You can't deny a man when he keeps knocking at the door. You can't deny him when he knocks until his fifth gets short. He kicks with his feet. He bumps with his hip. And sooner or later, that door opens. Yeah. Yeah. But the old man, he has all these anticipations. 
about upcoming events. What he's going to get. What's going to happen tomorrow. And, and when is the old man's uh, old, these things are the old man's over evaluation of the future. Early turn, these evaluations early turn into opposites. Letdowns or disappointments. When the event is over or uh, doesn't fulfill the old man's ex expectation. We came all the way here from Wisconsin to Texas because we thought we were going to be better and now we're worse off. It's like when people get praises. You know how people love praises? And, and recognition make you feel alive and happy one day. Am I right? But all at once the next day being criticized or ignored make you feel rejected and unhappy just the next day. The, the, the pleasure of a, a wild party or oh, we having a ball at night, right? Turns into a hangover the next morning and you can't go to work and lose your job. <laughs> so, so, so there is no good without bad with the old man. <laughs> There's no good without bad. No high without a low. We get on these highs, man, I feel good. You know, you get these highs and drink your stuff and, oh, I feel good. But the next day, the low comes. Everything the devil have have his high and the low. It may feel good now, but the low is coming. So the old man, old man's emotions are are, are, are derived from uh, from the mind's identification with external factors, which are, of course, all unstable. And liable to change at any moment. All this stuff we build our happiness on. All this outside stuff. Money, cars, position, power. It's going to change. Oh, you won't get it. It'll change. So you're going to have your high and your low. It's going to change. Change at any moment. But there's a deeper emotion. It don't rely upon emotions at all. A state of being. I just am. I don't need no external things that make me who I am. I just am. I am. I am happy. I don't have to wait. I remember one time years ago I used to say, if I can, when I married my wife, I said, you know, if I, I first, I, I said, if I can just get this car for her, I'll be happy. And I got the car, and then I said, if I can just get this home, I'll be happy. And then I got that, and it was something else that was going to make me happy. And I remember one day standing in my living room, and I had my feet just like this, and I declared, I'm happy right now. I'm happy right now. I have God's joy right now. Amen. Deep emotions 
are really are the deeper emotions aren't really emotions at all, but a state of being. Emotions exist in the realm of opposites. Now, the state of being can be sometimes hidden because the wise, the foolish, don't understand it. But those that know God, they can understand They come from within. They come as love. I'm talking about real love. Joy and peace that pass it all understanding. The deeper fullness. And Paul experienced it. And he wrote about it. At all he went through, he was beaten and whipped. He boasted about the scars that was on his back. He said, I've been shipwrecked. I've been in pairs with my own brethren. My life is threatened. But he thought about it. And said, I counted all joy. I counted all joy. One moment in God's kingdom will pay for it all. There is a peace, brothers and sisters. And only through that peace can we be fully operating for God's glory. Only through that peace can it reflect on other people. It is God's peace. If you are trying to help people and you're messed up, it'll mess them up. But if you have the peace of God that passes all understanding, that peace will flow. It'll flow. You don't have to be saying much. It'll flow by itself. It's an inherent peace. It's, it's an inherent love that you know that you know that you know. And you may not be able to understand, explain everything. Because there's a place that I can't explain to you. You have to reach it for yourself. You have to reach that point where there's a quantum leap. But you have to be hungry for God and love Him with all your heart. The old man thinking is destroying our lives. But the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind in perfect peace. Pastor